Thank you for listening to the Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. Give that to the Lord. Can we do that tonight? Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise with all that we have. Some of you ain't praised the Lord yet, but you need to praise the Lord. Some of you want a miracle, but you ain't praised the Lord. But if you're going to get a miracle, you've got to open your mouth and give God some praise in this house. Mm. Well, hallelujah. That sounds a little bit better. I think we ought to do a little bit more than that because praise makes us look good to God. The Bible said praise is comely for his people. That means it makes you look good when you praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord dealt with me some time ago. The Lord dealt with me some time ago that um, he said to me, he said, my people have learned how to live in the land of a vacated shout. He said, they've, they've learned how to cry and they've been real good at weeping. But he said, they have also learned how to go prolonged periods of time without shouting and without victory because you will not have victory without a shout. Okay. He didn't say you would cry and the walls came down. He said they shouted and the walls came down. I think it's time to get the crying over with. I think we've cried long enough. I said, I think we've cried long enough. We felt sorry for ourselves long enough. Now it's time to give God some praise in this house. I want somebody to give God some praise. I feel the victory of the Lord stirring in this house right now. Oh, oh, somebody praise him in this house. Somebody praise him in this house. I know how to get a miracle, and you'll get a miracle through your praise. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look, somebody just say, don't mess with me today, because I will praise the Lord. Just tell hell, don't mess with me today. Don't, don't mess with me today because when you praise the Lord, the victory of the Lord comes near to you. Now, I know we've worked all day. You, most of all of us have worked. You have worked all day. I, I, well, praise the Lord. You've worked all day. And I know that you still have the work week upon you. But we got to get that off of us if we're going to advance into what God has for us tonight. I want to give honor tonight to uh, the bishop of this house, Bishop Gleason, and uh, I thank the Lord for him. And his voice in my life personally, but not just my life personally, but in the kingdom. And we give honor to him and to his wonderful wife and just an absolute jewel in the kingdom of God. Praise God. Now, admittedly, I don't listen to many women speakers, 
But if I was going to listen to one, it would be Sister Gleason, praise the Lord. I have heard her, I have heard her speak on a few occasions and I felt like I wasn't saved afterwards, but we got through it, praise the Lord. Left encouraged, hallelujah. And of course, Pastor Justin Gleason, we thank the Lord for him tonight. We give the Lord praise for him and his wonderful wife, Sister Anna and Melina and Cohen and one on the way, praise the Lord. And uh, I tried to get them to name the new baby after me. Didn't work very well. Or that at least they told me the jury is still out. <laughs> and uh, so, and I want to give honor to the Chandlers. Praise the Lord. We love them and thank the Lord for them. Did they not do a good job here tonight? Okay, I... And all of you wonderful leaders, I know you're standing, so I will not take and keep you standing very much longer. Genesis chapter number one. And, um, well, we'll just go with verse number 26. And verse number 28. And then we'll go to Revelation chapter number one, verse number five and six. Praise the Lord. God wants to shift something in our understanding here tonight. And he's going to do it. Genesis chapter number one, verse number 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And let them have dominion. Somebody shout dominion. Let them have dominion. Verse number 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Somebody shout dominion one more time. Revelation chapter number 1, verse number 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now, I like this next part. It gets me very excited. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and hath made us kings and priests unto God. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost. Whew. Jesus, I thank you for the power that comes from your preaching, from the word of the Lord. I thank you that there is no other force on the universe like your word. And I believe tonight that heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will not. And Lord Jesus, tonight, I pray that revelation and understanding would come upon these people. I loose the gift of faith here tonight in the name of Jesus. And we ask you now, Lord, that, you're, that you would take over this service and you would have the preeminence here. 
In the name of Jesus, we take authority over every spirit, whether it be human or otherwise. And Lord, we loose the people of all weariness in the name of Jesus. All weariness of the flesh, all weariness of the spirit, we take it and bind it and cast it out. And we loose the refreshing of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And if you believe the Lord's going to do it, I want you to clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord a shout of praise here tonight. Praise God. You can be seated if you're going to help me preach. And, uh, but if not, well, just keep on standing so we know where you are. I am of the utmost opinion that um, the days of having good church are over. Well, I got a couple of you to believe that. I'll try that again. The days of having good church are over with. God is not interested in us just having good church. Well, good church might have been good pre-2020. Mm-hmm. Having good church might have been okay in uh, pre-2020. But something shifted in 2020. Something happened to us. And if you ain't caught up with it yet, uh, the Lord dealt with me some time ago. And he said to me, he said, Bobby, he said, uh, I want you to tell the people I'm not waiting around. He said, I want you to let my people know that I'm not waiting around anymore. He said, I'm not waiting till COVID is over to do what I'm going to do. Oh, well, praise the Lord. He said to me, now this is not the life church, but just bear with me. Is it okay if, uh, are y'all ready to go with me here tonight? Because I promise you we're going somewhere in the Holy Ghost. Uh, some of you are absolutely going to get the victory here tonight. And you're going to get the victory because the enemy has been battling you on the grounds of your understanding. But your understanding is getting ready to be enlightened here tonight. Your understanding is getting ready to be enlightened here tonight. And he said to me, he said, now, this is not the life church, but he said, I am right now, he said, I am confronting a half a century of mediocrity among my people. He said, he said, I'm confronting about a half a century of mediocrity among my people. And he said, I am putting an anointing of confrontation upon my ministry. And he said, they don't even realize they're doing it. He said, I am putting it upon them because he said, it is not in their personality. It is not who they are normally. He said, but I'm doing it because I am confronting the status quo. 
I am confronting this attitude that says, well, we'll just wait around. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell the Life Church, as you can very well tell here tonight, God is not waiting on us to decide to get engaged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's not waiting on us he's not waiting he said now uh, I heard somebody tell me some time ago they said now Bobby they said uh, when God speaks to you speaks about a region or a place or a territory he said God gives you God will give you about six to eight months to prepare for what he will do there And then if you do not move, then the door will close. And the Lord dealt with me and he said, when I send my ministry to confront the status quo and the people repent, he said, I will unleash upon them signs and miracles uh, like the and harvest the likes they have never seen. He said, but if they do not repent, he said, guess what's going to happen? I was like, okay, just give it to me. He said, what's going to happen? They're not going to go to hell. He said, what's going to happen? They're not, I'm not going to shove them off in hell or something like that. He said, what's going to happen is I will give the harvest to another. He said, because I'm going to have a harvest. And he said, the harvest is ready right now. Our problem is, ladies and gentlemen, is this okay? I'm going somewhere. The Lord dealt with me and he said to me, now this January was like a bumper crop of words from God. And uh, Sister Chandler, the Lord said to me, he said, you know why saints and new converts backslide? I thought, well, um, let me get the list out here. Um, they listened to some Led Zeppelin. Uh, they were watching a dirty movie or something like that. And God said, absolutely not. He said, that's the byproduct of why they backslid. I said, well, then why did they backslide? He said, it's because they are bored. He said, we, he said, I have given them the greatest message that could be handed to anybody. I have given them the greatest thing when I gave them the baptism of the Holy Ghost and I let them go down in my name. He said, when I let them go down in my name, I gave them the greatest thing. But he said, what happens is they come to and they get the greatest thing that could be ever given to anybody. And then they uh, are given a nice, comfortable chair and they never do anything with what they have. Oh, well, I'm sorry. They don't do anything with what they have because they don't know who they are. Ah, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to propose to you here tonight, you are not just some saint that is meant to sit on some pew somewhere and just warm the end of your pew and say, well, that's my experience. That's what I'm going to do. But I got news for you. My Bible said that these these signs shall follow them that believe. 
And God has called the Life Church not just to occupy a little place here on the side of this road. God has called this church to literally take this territory. Did you hear what I just said? God said, I called the Life Church to take this territory. I did not call you just to talk in tongues on Sunday and just have a nice little midweek. I anointed you to take this territory. Somebody shout, we got to take the territory. It's not enough just to occupy this piece of land. God called you to take this territory. But if you don't know who you are, you'll just wrestle the rest of your life. You'll wrestle the rest of your life wondering, am I this or am I that? What really am I? What really am I anyway? Am I just a uh, just a, a pew warmer and a tongue talker? Or is there something more beyond this? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm glad to report to you. Now, see, brother, I want to help you out with something here today. The enemy knows that I'm not going to get about 90% of us in this building. He knows I'm not going to get them uh, with some crack cocaine. He says, the enemy knows I'm not going to get them with some Jim Beam whiskey. I'm not going to get them with some immoral act. So I have to come up with something more sinister than that. I have to come up with something more sinister. And what I will do, Brother Caleb Gleason, what I will do is if so I can't get them with crack cocaine. I can't get them with a joint. I can't get them with some Jim Beam whiskey. I can't get them with a dirty movie. I can't get them, you know, with X, Y, Z. But he said, I'll tell you what I can do. If I can get them to challenge who God says they are. If I can get them bogged down with this sinister thing called inadequacy and insecurity, I can shut them down right then and there. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible said that without faith, it is impossible to please God. You must absolutely believe in what God says you are. And I got news for you. God did not just call you some pauper on the side of the road. The Bible said in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 6, that you are kings and priests unto God. And because you're a king and priest unto God, you have absolute dominion and authority in this region. I want somebody to give God some praise in this house one more time. I'm going to tell this church something right now. God is looking for the life church not just to be a church, as it were, but to be a bastion and a fortress that sets up God's dominion and authority in this region. Somebody shout, we was created to have dominion. 
We was created to have dominion. We was created to have dominion. But dominion is not, uh, can I go a little further? Dominion is not the beginning of a thing. Dominion is the culmination of a thing. God said, to, speaking of Adam, he says, concerning Adam, he says, I'm going to create you in my image and in my likeness. This is very important. He said, I'm going to create you in my image and my likeness. And because you're in my image and my likeness, five things are supposed to take place. The first thing that's supposed to take place is you're supposed to be fruitful. Praise the Lord. I hear people all the time say, well, it's just not the season to be fruitful. I don't absolutely know where they got that from, but whatever. They have a right to be wrong. Praise God. Now, y'all have to forgive me. I've lost 165 pounds, and I have a lot of energy, and I'm ready to take hell with a water pistol right now. Mm-hmm. Well, hallelujah. Well, that's nice, Brother Wade. I got up at 4.30 today, so praise God. I got up a couple hours later, but it's okay. No big deal. And so I run into people. They'll say, well, it's just not, you know, you know, it's just not time to be fruitful. Well, I don't know where they got that from, but that's absolutely false. Because the Lord said to me, he said, Bobby, I never have a time where I'm not fruitful. <clears throat> he said, he said, when you're in my image and likeness and you operate in my image and likeness as the life church does, he said, you're fruitful all the time and you're not just fruitful in church. Okay. Praise the Lord. You're not just fruitful in church. He said, you're fruitful all the time. And then he says, uh, so fruitful is producing sons and daughters. And then uh, he said, then you're going to multiply because you're in my image and likeness, you multiply, which means your sons and daughters are having sons and daughters. And then he says, he says, then you are to replenish the earth. Now, we don't talk about replenish much because it's, you know, an archaic word in some ways. But the word replenish means to bring something back to its former fullness. He said, when you partner with me, I bring people into the life church and I bring people. And when you operate in my image and likeness, I bring people in this church that drugs have got a hold of them that all kinds of mess has got a hold of their lives. And he said, I work with you to bring them back to what they were before that hell got a hold of them. Uh, yeah. See, God is looking at the life church and he's saying, I want this church to start replenishing this region. Well, praise the Lord. I, I'm going to give you a news flash, my brother. You ready for this? Okay. Buckle your safety belt. Real good.
Get it ready, Brother Caleb Gleason. God doesn't want to use anybody in this church. Okay, well, I got the same response the last time. It's all right. I'm not nervous. God doesn't want to use anybody in this church. For me to say that God wants to use somebody is for me to say that, well, um, you know, I just want to get out of you what I can get out of you. And then when I'm done with you, I throw you in the back of the closet somewhere until I want to use you again. But God is not into using people. God is into partnership. God's into partnership. And that's what God's into is into with this church. God is into partnership. God said, I want to partner with you to get things done in this city. I want to partner with you. I don't want to use you. Well, hallelujah. It's the devil that uses people. It's the devil that gets them hooked on drugs and uses them until they ain't got no life left. Uses them until they ain't got no, their mind. And uses them until they don't have no strength. And I can prove it because the Bible said we are laborers together with God. We are laborers together with God. And I know that we're not moving very fast here tonight, but that's okay. I, I'm trying to establish a groundwork here tonight for what God will do this weekend. Because God, when you leave this church, God is not interested in you just having a good chill and a good feel good. God wants to partner with you. When you leave this church, God wants to partner with you at Walmart. He'd like to partner with you at your job. Now, here's the scripture in the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 20, number 20. And they went everywhere preaching. Everywhere preaching. The Lord working with them. That's partnership. Mm -hmm. So I'm not up here saying I want to be used of God. I've got to partner with God. Well, praise God. Now, because when you partner with God, and I had somebody tell me, he said, now, Brother Wade, uh, don't get so excited when you see miracles and all this stuff. And he goes, you know, and, and God uses you and all this stuff. Don't get so excited, you know, because God can use bushes, donkeys, and chickens. And I was hoping that I was at least the bush or the chicken. Praise the Lord. I think he was implying the donkey, but that's all right. I forgave him. Well, hallelujah. I forgave him. Good man. Anointed a God. Meant well. And I got to thinking to me, myself, my brother, God can use bushes, donkeys, and chickens because those are objects to be used. 
But when it comes to me, that's not how God operates. God's into partnership. Well, praise the Lord. That's why this church is so vital and important in the landscape of God's kingdom. Because he's looking for a partner. He's looking for a partner. Because how can, how can two walk together except they be agreed? I had a friend of mine, one of my closest friends on earth, called me and he said to me, he said, uh, Bobby, I, we have a problem. I said, okay, well, tell me what the problem is. He said, we have a problem. And he said, somebody is trying to sue our church for $90,000. I said, well, that is a problem. <clears throat> so he said, I want you to help me pray about this situation. And Bishop Gleason, instantly, God gave me a word. Now, this is not probably a popular word. I probably wouldn't say this to very many people, but <clears throat> instantly, the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, tell him that he has offended me. And I said, oh, mm, well, that's not good. Not something you just want to lead off with. I was like sticking with, I'd rather be praying for you. But that's not what the Lord said. The Lord said to me, he said, you, you tell him he has, a, they have, he has offended me. And I said, okay. And so I said to the man of God, I said, now, brother, you're not going to like this. You and I are like, we're, we're tighter than peanut butter and jelly. I said, but I'm just going to tell you what the Lord said. The Lord said, he's offended. And he goes, why? I said, well, and instantly it came. I said, he told me that you tried this thing in the courts of men before you brought it to his courts. <clears throat> well, hallelujah. Whew. He said, you tried this in the courts of men before you brought it to my courts. He said, you wanted to know what man would say before you found out what I would say. And he said, I'm into partnership and I want to know why you went ahead of me, uh, us being partners. Well, hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Some of you right now need God to intervene on some stuff. And if you, and if you don't go to God, it will absolutely insult the integrity of God. Okay. So he says, I said, you have offended the Holy Ghost. And God said, but the Lord, he goes, oh my God, what are we going to do? I said, well, there's good news for you, my brother. I said, the Lord said he's going to help you. And I said, but here's what's got to happen. I said, the Lord said that you, because this is not about you, this is about this church. 
And God said to tell the people to present themselves before him for three days in fasting and to repent for not inviting him into the process. Oh, well, praise the Lord. And so he said, I said, and I'm not talking about one say I'll do Wednesday and the other one say I'll do Thursday. You know how it is. And he said, I'm not talking about that. He said, Haman is building the gallows for this church. And he said, they all have to present themselves before me on the same day. And they were smart enough to do it. And the Lord said, we shall see what will happen after 72 hours. My brothers and sisters, it's called partnering with God. Mm. It's called partnering with God. Because in order to partner with God, you have to absolutely confess that you don't know anything. In order to get in the yoke with God, you have to have absolute humility. Mm -hmm. And I know this is, I know, brother, this is foreign to us because we're used to having everything figured out. We're used to calling on God as a plan B. But when you are in partners with somebody and you have something going on and you're in a corporation or a company and you don't consult the partner and then you get into something that, you, that you're neck deep in now. Well, praise the Lord. And then you want the partner to come help. That's an insult. That's an insult. And so my friend and that church came to the house of God and presented themselves before the Lord for three days in fasting and repentance. And at the end of 72 hours, something very powerful happened. The attorneys called them on the phone and said, Pastor, we don't know what happened, but we got to looking in this, this, in these terms and this contract, if you were, if, if you will, and we found that this other party was blatantly committing fraud. Y'all ain't hear what I'm trying to tell you. Three days earlier, they was as good as $90,000 in the hole. But when they went and began to partner with God, God opened the eyes of the attorneys and saw stuff in that contract that was absolute fraud and took that $90,000 down to $700. I hear what I'm trying to tell you. God said, I want to partner with this church and I want to partner with you to get some of you over rivers that are uncrossable right this minute. There are some rivers that are facing some of you that if you don't partner with God, you're not getting over them. Ayaha shatora mahakandolo hoshaya. 
I want you to lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us. Some of you right now are standing before rivers that you know you can't cross on your own. There are some of you standing in this building, sitting in this building right now. You got a rivers facing your family. And God said, I want you to present yourself before me. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you got doctor's reports that you can't get beyond right now. Some of you got reports from the from your from uh, financial advisors telling you you're in a hole and you can't get out. But you gotta go to God's courts because you are kings and priests unto God. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, don't stop now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Woo! Am I talking to anybody in here that you're at a river you can't cross? Am I preaching to anybody in this room? The Bible said they came to that river Jordan and it had overflowed its banks and God said, it's time to consecrate and tomorrow I will show you wonders. If you're not standing, stand all over this building and lift your hands to the Lord. I would like to propose to you tonight that every individual in this room is going to partner with God. Every individual in this room, you're not going to be used. I want people, I want every young person in this building to listen to me. You're not going to be used of God. You're going to partner with God. And you're going to partner with God in the gifts of the Spirit. You're going to partner with God in the word of knowledge. You're going to partner with God in the word of wisdom. You're going to partner with God the gift of discerning of spirits in the prophetic, in the working of miracles. God sent me to tell this church I'm wanting I'm I'm looking to partner with this church in ways it has never known. Mahashanda Baba. My brother, God, because the enemy has been fighting you on the grounds of understanding of who you are. I know what I'm talking about. The enemy has battled you for years with insecurity and inadequacy. But tonight, God wants you to know you don't have to wrestle with that another night. You are a king and priest unto God. And you have absolute authority.
some of you had spirits lying to you for years, telling you you're worthless, telling you you can't get it done, telling you you're not going to be able to accomplish what God said you're going to accomplish. But that devil is a liar. I come to tell you in the name of Jesus, we cast down that lie in this building right now. We cast down that lying spirit. Some of you need to lay your hand on your head right now and say, I cast down that imagination. That imagination that says I'm worthless. That imagination says I can't accomplish what God says I'm going to accomplish. It's a lying spirit. It's a lying spirit. The Lord has dealt with me and he said 90% of all of our preachers and our saints are handcuffed right this minute. Not by, not by him, not by what God said. They're handcuffed right this minute over a lying spirit called inadequacy. They have been neutralized by inadequacy. And I want this church to hear me because I'm getting ready. I'm closing now because we're going to partner with God and we're going to see some powerful things happen in this service. And it is happening right now. We're not going to. It is happening right now. I'm going to help this church understand something now. In the book of Daniel, chapter number 10, in the book of Daniel, chapter 10, remember in Daniel 10, when the prince of Persia came down to fight against Daniel, contrary to popular belief, it was not because Daniel was on a fast. Praise the Lord. It was because Daniel was after understanding. He wanted understanding. And understanding was so powerful that it caused the prince of Persia to leave and move out of its place. And this is why Brother Chandler, this is why we get, many of us get the Holy Ghost and we don't go any further because the eyes of our understanding have not been enlightened that we may know what is the hope of his calling. That's Ephesians 1.18. Because if you don't know who you are, you'll just struggle week to week and you'll be caught in a revolving door of establishment. And we'll be caught in the revolving door of establishment where we're trying to establish the same saints for 50 years. And we get a revelation and we get inspiration 
And by next Sunday, we have to be inspired again. It's because we don't understand who we are. And we have an identity problem. And if you don't believe we have an identity problem, look what's going on in the world. People don't even know who they are or what they are. That's why we have, we've ran out of things to call people because we want to be identified as And then we get offended when people don't call us by what we're identified as. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another party that gets offended, and that's God. When we speak the direct opposite of what he says we are, and it insults who he is. Because the last time I checked, ma'am, he, he knows the end from the beginning. So if he called you victorious, why are you saying you're defeated? I identify as being defeated. That's a lie. I identify as being depressed. That's a lie. I identify as not being good enough. That's a lie. We've got to partner with God. We've got to partner with God. One more time, lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. My God. I know what people say. Well, we just don't have enough resources. Well, that's because you're trying to operate in your, uh, on your own. We just don't have enough resources. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to battle this insecurity as long as you have the right partner. When you have the right partner, you don't have to go up there. Now, young, young man, would you like to partner with God? I know you would. Let's just say yes. We're not going to. Yes. Okay. Praise God. In just a moment, we're going to partner with God in laying hands on the sick. And they're going to recover. Well, praise the Lord. Somebody said, well, I just don't feel nothing. I just don't feel nothing. Well, guess what? I don't feel nothing either. But I don't have to feel anything because it's not predicated on what I feel. We're going to partner with God. And, and what this does is it takes, it takes the, the mysticism out of it where only a few people can work with God. <clears throat> mm. See, this is what your pastor's been trying to get some of you to get a hold of for years. This is what some of you, but you've been so bent on being used. I better not. I, I, I'm... 
I better not. Because if I had the time, I don't have the time. You're standing. If I had the time, I'd tell you about the book of Proverbs where we've used this scripture that said, let's see if you recognize it. A man's gift will make room for him. And bring him before great men. And, no, and people have used that scripture to use that to denote spiritual gifts. And it has nothing to do with spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Because people have said that if you're gifted, you will be up there in front of everybody. Well, hallelujah. And we'll sit there and we'll, and God's absolutely gifted us. <clears throat> yes, he has. He has gifted us. And then we get all down in the dumps when we're not at NAYC up there screaming. Well, praise the Lord. We just might as well tell the truth and shame the devil. We get all... We'll say, well, man, so-and-so's gifted. If I get gifted, then I can be up there. Let me help y'all out with something right now. I don't, I don't want to partner with God to be popular. Well, hallelujah. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested to partner with God to cast out devils, to lay hands on the sick, to cast out cancer. So praise the Lord. If you have any pain in your body, hear this tonight. If you have any sickness or pain, I want you to come down to the front here. If you have any sickness or pain in your body, come on, don't everybody run at once. This is hallelujah. Come right on. You have pain in your body. All right. Somebody said, well, we, well, Brother Wade, there's no music going. There's none of that going on. Shouldn't we have that? No. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how to get a miracle. Are you ready? Very simple. How to get a miracle. Number one, in just a minute, every one of us is going to repent in this building. So you have to bring the sin offering. According to Leviticus, Leviticus chapter number nine, this is how the glory falls every time. Leviticus chapter 9, the glory falls. The first thing you have to do is bring the sin offering. Secondly, you have to bring the whole burnt offering. In other words, you have to surrender your will. You have to get your eyes off of the problem and get them on Jesus. Because you can't praise Jesus and your problem at the same time. Hallelujah. Can't praise Jesus and your problem at the same time. So we're going to get our eyes off of the sickness and get them on Jesus. In other words, you have to see yourself getting healed right now. Praise the Lord. Do you have a vision of it yet? I got a friend of mine that was in a motorcycle accident and he was in a wheelchair for five years. And he had a, he, his one leg was two inches shorter than the other. 
He was sitting in the wheelchair, and in his parents' living room, the Spirit of God said to him, you're coming out of this wheelchair. He said, are you talking to me? He goes, yes, I'm talking to you. You're coming out of this wheelchair. He goes, oh, okay. And a few minutes later, God says something to him that does not make conventional sense, but God says to him, you've got to practice the miracle. He goes, well, okay, well, I don't know what to do. So he takes his one leg, Sister Chandler, and he puts it out there and acts like he's going to get out of that wheelchair. When he does, the power of God fell upon him and all the pain instantly left his body and he got up out of that wheelchair. That leg grew out the same length as the other and he is not, and he is one of our missionaries today. You've got to see yourself getting the miracle right now. And you've got to praise the Lord for the miracle like you're going to have it. Now let's give the Lord a practice run right now and give the Lord some praise in this building and praise the Lord for the miracle like you already have it. Come on, give the Lord some praise in this house. Come on, give the Lord some praise in this house. In just a minute, the pain is going to leave. In fact, go ahead and just believe that the pain is going to go. Brother Caleb Gleason, I'd like for you to come down here if you would. Sister Michaela, come on down here. Stand right in front of Sister Chandler. Brother Caleb, turn right in front of this gentleman right here. Our precious, all y'all come down this way. Don't be scared. We're okay. Praise the Lord. Sis, would you like to partner with God? Come right down here. Stand in front of this precious sister here. Now, do you feel the victory of the Lord in here? Did you feel that? When you begin to praise the Lord and that victory comes near to you, that's not just for you to shout. That is an indicator that God's going to give you the miracle. Well, hallelujah. Some of you, I'm going to try that one more time. That's not just for you to shout. That's an indicator you're going to get the miracle. Come right on down here, brother. Brother Santo, come on down here and stand in front of this gentleman right here. Hallelujah. Sis, would you like to partner with God? Yeah, come on down here. Sis, come on down here. Let's, this sister right here. Get, I, I can't, she can't see me. Get, get her right here. Yes, ma'am, come on down here. This is exciting. I am, I am absolutely excited about what's getting ready to happen. Because the pain is going to go. I was in a service a couple weeks ago, and we was partnering with God, and we just was down there working with God. And guess what? We, this woman come down there, and she had a tumor on her liver. And 
I didn't know nothing about it, but we began to speak the word of faith and she had this tumor on her liver. And when we spoke the word of faith, I did not know this till Monday morning, Bishop Gleason, but right there, she felt the tumor leave instantly and all the pain left out of her body. And that power is in this building right now. Oh, we're going to have revival this week, y'all. I'm just going to tell you right now, we're going to have revival up in here. Just know that. So, Brother Gleason, turn right there in front of him. And uh, my brother, where is your pain? Your shoulder. How long have you dealt with that? Okay, well, praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Hallelujah. Somebody said, what? Oh, yes. Because Jesus, don't care if it's 18 days or 18 years, he's the healer. And, mm -hmm. okay. Now, brother, you, you absolutely believe you're going to get healed today. Okay. All right. Now, now, y'all that are in front of an individual, just ask them where their pain's at. Just ask them where their pain is. And you go ahead and tell them. And ask them, do you believe you're going to get healed tonight? Well, hallelujah. That didn't sound too convincing. Look at them and say, do you believe you're going to get healed tonight? Hmm. Yes. I hope they said yes. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, do you believe they're going to get healed? Okay. Now, now, brother, you have to praise the Lord. You cannot worship. Don't get your analytical mind involved and analyze how it's going to happen. Because God's not going to do it through your analytical mind. I, I hear some of y'all already right now trying to figure out how this is going to work. Got the calculator out. I got news for you. God don't have the calculator out. He knew the end from the beginning. And he knows what, what he's got planned. And that's to heal. Praise the Lord. So I want us to all lift our hands to the Lord and begin to repent. Ask the Lord to forgive us for any sin that we have committed today. Lord, forgive us for every sin that we have committed, every sin that we have done. Lord, every thought that we have thought. Lord, I'm asking you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would, that you would forgive us, cleanse us, wash us, purge us, purge our minds, purge our thinking the name of Jesus. Lord, forgive us. Things we've looked at, things we shouldn't have done, attitudes that we've had. Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. Lord, we confess our sin to you. We confess. We confess our sin to you.
we confess. And Lord, we thank you for forgiving us. Go ahead and thank the Lord for forgiveness. Repentance is a gift. All right. Now, Brother Caleb Gleason, stand in front of that man. Stand in front of them. Look them right in the eyes. Lay your hand on their heads. And we're going to speak the word of faith together. Hold on. We're going to speak the word of faith together. I want you to say exactly what we say because we're going to speak the word of faith together. And then you're going to praise the Lord. All right. I want you to repeat after me. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus, I take authority over the pain in your body. I take authority over every sickness and disease in your body right now. In the name of Jesus, I bind it and cast it out right now. And I loose the working of miracles upon your body right now. And I command you to be healed right this minute. In the name of Jesus, all pain go from you right now. Now go ahead and begin to praise the Lord. Go ahead and begin to praise the Lord. Go ahead and begin to praise the Lord. The shoulder pain is leaving. Right now in the name of Jesus, be made whole right now. Be whole right now in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, the pain's leaving right now. The pain is leaving right now. Go ahead, pain is leaving right now. The victory of the Lord is in this building. Go ahead, practice the miracle now. Go ahead, practice the miracle. Go ahead, begin to praise the Lord and practice the miracle. Go ahead, practice the miracle now. Go ahead. Go ahead, don't stop praising the Lord. Don't stop praising the Lord. Go ahead, ask him where the pain is. Come on, ask him where the pain's at. This man's pain is gone right now. This man's pain is gone right now. Anybody else got the pain leaving right now? Anybody else got the pain leaving right now? It's leaving right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. All pain leave this body right now. Go ahead, ask him where the pain's at. Look at him and ask him where the pain's at. Ask him where the pain is. Go ahead, stop him for a second. We'll praise the Lord again in a minute. But pray, ask him where the pain is. 
Okay, ask him where the pain's at. My brother, where's the pain? Where's the pain? It's not hurting right now. And it will not hurt, I say in the name of Jesus again. I want us to praise 18 years of shoulder pain and God has healed him in this building right now. Sir, I want you to say out of your mouth, in Jesus' name, it's not coming back to me. It's not coming back to me. I want us to praise the Lord one more time. It's not coming back. We're not leaving the door open for it to return. Sister Chandler, how much pain you got? Okay, in the name of Jesus. Well, we're believing for the miracle. Let's praise the Lord one more time. She said she won't know until later, but we're going to believe the Lord right now. What about anybody else? You got pain gone? Anybody got any pain leaving up here? Pain left out of the leg? What about you, my sister? On top of your shoulder? Okay. Frozen shoulder. Okay. Do you have any relief whatsoever? No. Okay. Sister, this is wonderful. Praise the Lord. You know why I'm not nervous? You know why, ma'am? Because when I partner with God, I don't take the onus upon me. Because I'm not the healer. And it's not my reputation at stake. When you lay, when you, when this, when in just a moment, when this sister lays her hand on your head again, it's going to be as if Jesus lays his hand on your head because she's partnered with God. Ma'am, where's your pain? How much pain you got? Okay, how much? How much pain is left? Okay, 50% left? 60%? 40%? So 60%'s gone? Okay, stand in front of her again. Now, sis, you're going to pray. We're all going to praise the Lord again in just a minute. Are you ready? Yes. How much pain is left? Okay. In Jesus' name, just stand right in front of her. We're going to take authority over MS. We're going to take authority over MS. And we're going to bind it and cast it out of the body. And we're going to command that frozen shoulder to be loose here tonight. And ALS, that devil is a liar. That devil is a liar. You know what somebody asked me, Bishop Gleason, and I'm sorry for taking so long, but the Lord is working miracles here and I just want to work with God. Somebody asked me one time, sitting there at the restaurant, uh, and he said to me, he said, 
What if it's not? Now, this is the dumbest question I've probably heard in a long time. Please forgive me. He said to me, he said, what if it's not the will of God for somebody to be healed? I said, Brother Caleb, I didn't even offer a second. I didn't, I didn't even hardly take two breaths. And I said, I don't even think of it. What? You don't think of it? No. I said, because if it's the will of God for them to be sick, why would you take medicine? <clears throat> well, hallelujah. Why would you take medicine? You're taking medicine to get better. You don't want to be fighting the will of God. Well, praise the Lord. Why would we take a, why would we taking a pill? Why would we be going to see the doctor if it was the will of God for us to be sick? We just sit there and be sick. But I, I don't believe it's the will of God. God's sovereign. I can't tell God what to do, but I tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to speak the word of faith and I am going to see people get healed. All right, lay your hand on it one more time. We're going to believe the Lord. A couple weeks ago, we saw a woman come. She had a curvature of the spine. She had a curvature of the spine and she had fibromyalgia and we, we partnered with God. Those people partnered with God. And when she went home, uh, she got up the next morning and her spine was straight and the fibromyalgia was gone out of the body. All right, lay your hand on it one more time. You're going to speak the word of faith. Go ahead by the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus. Oh, the pain is leaving right now. I bind it and cast it out of your body. I command the shoulder to be loosed. I command MS to go. I command ALS to go. I command all the hips and backs and joints to be healed in the name of Jesus. Be made whole right now. No, go ahead and praise the Lord. Go ahead, praise the Lord. Go ahead, praise the Lord. That's it. That's it. You're practicing the miracle. Come on, everybody begin to praise the Lord in this house. I'm going to turn it back over to the man of God, but I want us to praise the Lord in this house and give the Lord all the praise that you can. There is victory at the Life Church.